0: Hey everybody, it's Isaac. Intro to the intro, which means you are on the free feed. While I appreciate that you listen to and enjoy the show, I have to break it to you, there is a much better way. You can become a supporter and enjoy many benefits like zero ads, early access, free books, and hundreds of bonus episodes, including today's bonus show that is only for supporters. Today's episode is one of the exclusive Twin Peaks Gray Lodge series. The Gray Lodge is the super mega deep dive into the entire twin Peaks saga where supporters join me as we explore the occult symbolism that will eventually end up in a book that i'll write about twin peaks that's the plan for now we've got a long way to go before we get there so join any of the supporter feeds to access all of the hundreds of bonus episodes over the years including today's twin peaks gray lodge episode the supporter feed options are always linked out in the show notes you can do Patreon.com slash That's the most popular option. You can do IlluminatiWatcher.com VIP section. That's your cheapest option. You've also got Apple Podcast Premium. That's the easiest option, of course, if you're using Apple Podcasts. Uh, I've also got a Rockfin option. You need to go to IlluminatiWatcher.com, click on the VIP menu tab up top, compare all four options for pricing and the different perks you get on each, Thanks for your support. Enjoy this preview of the Twin Peaks Grey Lodge series. You're listening to Occult Symbolism and Pop Culture. I'm your host, Isaac Weishaupt. Today, we're back in the Grey Lodge. A bonus episode. We're going to hit Twin Peaks. Season 1. Episode 1. This is the first episode after the pilot. This episode is called Traces to Nowhere, and today we're going to cover... Look, today we're going deep. We're going deeper than I wanted to go this early on in the journey. So, how we're going to handle that is I'm going to gonna I'm gonna drop the bombs on you. I'm just going to drop them on you. Spoiler free, of course. But these are some pretty big findings. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to talk about them but we're gonna revisit these ideas throughout the seasons and then in the grand finale the super mega in conclusion it'll make more sense and we'll revisit it maybe go a little deeper and we're talking of course about concepts related to the occult ideas that have been presented for 50 years we're talking about a, a probably the OG of all OGs of all conspiracy theorists, James Shelby Downard. We're going to talk about James Shelby Downard, some of his theories the tie into JFK and the Trinity site and the atomic bomb, sex and death rituals, and a lot, a lot. Okay. We're going to get into it today. Now this, let's talk about the numbering of these episodes because it's confusing when you start getting into this. The pilot was episode zero. So most people start numbering the episodes with traces to nowhere, today's episode. And most people call it episode one of season one. And that is the convention I will stick with. However, you'll also notice sometimes they label it as the overall episode. They'll call it episode two. I don't like that. Because when you get into season three, you're on episode 37. And it's like, well, which one's that, dude? I feel like it's easier to say season one, episode one. So that's the convention I'm going with. You'll find variations all over the place. This episode is directed by Dwayne Dunham. This is a director who's collaborated with George Lucas and, of course, David Lynch before. The episode was written by Mark Frost and David Lynch, and it was released April 12th, 1990. We're started out with FBI Special Agent Dale Cooper, and he is set up at the Great Northern. Because you recall at the end of the pilot, he asked Sheriff Truman where he could spend the night. He gets hooked up at the Great Northern, which I feel like is the hub of all activity in Twin Peaks in a way. He's dictating notes through his recorder to Diane, his administrative assistant, whilst hanging upside down. Okay? And also, bonus symbolism, when you look in his room, look at the art on the wall, there's two ducks flying, which is a great conclusion to the credits of the pilot episode where you see two ducks go different directions Then it pans to Josie Packer doing her makeup and you see uh, two different ducks there. Here's two more ducks, right? But right off the bat, you have this, this version of Dale hanging which represents the altered sense of reality, a bit of hermetic axiom, a bit of as above, so below. He's literally looking at the world through an inverted perspective which is a Gnostic idea. What's good is bad, what's bad is good, what's up is down, what's down is up, all right? But more importantly, we have the tarot hangman symbolism here in a way. I mean, he's literally a hanged man here. And the hanged man in tarot is described as the one who has chosen his current state of free will. He suspends himself upside down to discover new perspective and new ways of seeing the world as well as himself. And he is in this state of transition and attempting to gain new understanding because he has some kind of uncertainty. It's also described as the gap between choice and manifestation. Recall that Dale Cooper is the tarot magician creating reality. So here he is as the hangman, the the gap between choice and manifestation. Also, the hangman is described as a sacrifice sometimes. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, that'll maybe be something we revisit when we get into season two and three. All right. But here he is, he's hanging upside down. He's dictating to Diane about how great the Northern, the great Northern rooms are, but the true test will be that cup of coffee. (laughs) Uh, but then he says, I'm going to play the clip for you. Uh, take a listen to what he says here next.
1: Diane, it struck me again earlier this morning, there are two things that continue to trouble me and I'm speaking now not only as an agent of the Bureau but also as a human being. What really went on between Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys
0: and who really pulled the trigger on JFK? He says two things trouble him. What really went on between Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys and who really pulled the trigger on JFK? This is symbolic of him being on the path of the conspiracy theorist truther. In fact, JFK is where the term conspiracy theorist comes from as a way of disenfranchising and misdirecting people of looking to seek truth. We're going to hit this again in the conclusion. Let me set it up. We'll get through the whole episode, and in, in the conclusion, we're going to deep dive into James Shelby Downard. He was the OG. He was talking about synchronicities long ago, talking about rituals, and the, the, the theory he presented infamously was JFK taking being subjected to the sacrifice ritual and what they call the kill king ritual, and he talked about how killing of the king is symbolized in alchemy, as a crucified snake or the Tau cross or the destruction of primordial matter. And what he was saying was that all things hidden will be revealed, which is ironically what scares me about researching these things and then presenting them. In a way, I worry sometimes that I am playing a part of their revelation of the method. Because I don't know if these are the good guys, if these are the bad guys. It's it's hard to discern. I mean, obviously, there's certain elements that are bad. Human sacrifice, not good. Okay, clearly, that's evil. But then there are some positive aspects of some of the occult doctrines that I think, well, that's not so bad. So I got to think that there is a white lodge and a black lodge within the occult is what I think. And I'm worried that I don't mind giving light to the White Lodge sort of vibe. It's the Black Lodge that I don't want to be a part of. Okay, But there's a lot to unpack here in just this simple statement of who really pulled the trigger on JFK. And we're going to hit this in the conclusion. The short version is that JFK is the ritual of all rituals. And it's tied into the Trinity atomic bomb testing where mankind conducted the experiment that, in fact, satisfied the alchemical destruction of primordial matter. And it was conducted along the Hornada del Muerto, which is the journey of the dead. Also allegedly creating the homunculus, the golem, creating life forms, Jack Parsons, right? And here's where we get into the... And if you don't know about Jack Parsons, I did... I think we did three episodes on breaking social norms. That's the show where I talked to my normie wife about some of these crazy occult concepts. And we talked about Jack Parsons in depth there. You can check out those episodes if you're not familiar. But we will revisit Jack Parsons later. Uh, We're going to deep dive into that as part of this Twin Peaks Grey Lodge journey because it's important. But to me, this is the most interesting aspect of Twin Peaks. In my opinion, for now, but we'll we'll revisit this here in a minute. Let's keep it moving all right also, the Marilyn Monroe is a reference to the first project Mark Frost and David Lynch had been working on together called Venus Descending: a somewhat fictionalized tale about or theory, I should say, about the death of Marilyn Monroe based on a book by Anthony Summer called Goddess: The Secret Lives of Marilyn Monroe. Uh, i've heard that it depicts a theory in which bobby kennedy kills marilyn monroe which is very interesting because now we've got rfk jr running for president and making the rounds on joe rogan and bill maher i'm about halfway through the bill maher podcast i like a lot of the things he says but whatever right the name Venus descending refers to astrology signs, which is important in the scheme of all occult activity. You know the deal there goes back to the Babylonian stargazers. It's the root of all occult thinking. And then, of course, you've got this parallel of beautiful women facing premature deaths. The you know much like Laura Palmer. And in fact, in this episode, you hear Doctor Hayward choking up, looking at the alt the the photo of Laura Palmer on the morgue table. You know, he says something to the effect of, My God, she's so beautiful. Who could do this? As if it's somehow more tragic that a beautiful person dies early than an ugly person. Next, we have one of my favorite scenes of the entire Twin This is this episode is full of iconic scenes, by the way. One of my favorite scenes in all of Twin Peaks, Dale Cooper, is getting breakfast at the at the Great Northern. <laughs> And uh, there's two excellent parts of this. I'm going to play the clip. Take a listen.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. I've had I can't tell you how many cups of coffee in my life, and this, this is one of the best. Now, I'd like two eggs over hard. I know, don't tell me, it's hard on the arteries, but old habits die hard, just about as hard as I want those eggs. Bacon, super crispy, almost burned. Cremated. That's great. And I'll have the grapefruit juice, just as long as those grapefruits are freshly squeezed. My name's Audrey Horn. Federal Bureau of Investigation, Special Agent Dale Cooper. Can I sit here? Miss Horn, unless I miss my guess, your father is Benjamin Horn, the owner of this fine establishment. So I imagine you can sit anywhere you'd like. I'd also like to add it would be my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Where you get a damn fine cup of coffee there at the Great Northern. And I often wonder do people subject? I mean, I don't I don't know if uh, you know, the double R Diner also has great coffee. I don't know that's an actual location. And I wonder if people subject the servers to this <laughs> this rigmarole. I gotta think it happens, right? And then we're introduced to Audrey Horn. All right, that was the preview. If you're ready to become a a supporter and go ad-free, unlock hundreds of bonus episodes, including the full Twin Peaks Grey Lodge series, go to IlluminatiWatcher.com, hit the VIP menu tab up top, and compare the different platforms. links are always in the show notes. Stay woke.